This is the Colts Daily Update, a look at the latest with the Indianapolis Colts. Now, here's the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. All right, we're off and running here on the Colts Daily Update on a Wednesday night. Good evening, I'm Matt Taylor, and we're talking Colts for the next 15 minutes here on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan coming up on segment two, we'll hear from Colts linebacker E.J. Speed who notched his first career sack against the Texans on Sunday. It was a big one, a strip sack on Davis Mills, a huge catalyst in the Colts' fourth quarter rally that helped force overtime. We'll hit on that in just a moment, but the Colts were back to work today, practicing ahead of week two against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags lost week one at Washington, falling to the Commanders 28-22. So Sunday is the home opener for Jacksonville, a place where the Colts have had no luck in recent past The Colts have not won in northern Florida since 2014 and lost last season's game in week 18, 26-11, despite the Jaguars still finishing with the worst record in the NFL. In fact, since 2018, the Jaguars are 4-4 against the Colts, but 11-47 against the rest of the National Football League. And after a week one tie to Houston, the Colts are extra motivated to get that first win of the season. And Frank Reich today talked about the feeling and the energy and the motivation from his team going down to Jacksonville on Sunday. Yeah, I totally feel that, Zach. I mean, I walk into the meeting room on Monday. I walk into the meeting room today. Yeah, it's like, okay, I could just turn around and walk out, you know, I mean, like we're dialed in, you know, we're dialed in, we're ready to go. They just, they lost their opener, you know, so uh, this is, this is a home division game for them. I'm sure coach Peterson is having the same experience right now. So that's what's so stinking great about this game. You got two teams who this is a significant battle um, early in the year means a lot and uh, both teams will be ready to play. That's Frank Reich, and he also talked about the Colts' latest roster move this week on Tuesday. The team released kicker Rodrigo Blankenship, who had been with the team since joining the squad as an undrafted free agent in 2020. And certainly, Rod had a rough day kicking two balls out of bounds on kickoffs and also sending a field goal in overtime wide right on Sunday in Houston. And today, Frank broke down the decision to make that roster move. Yeah, it was a t- tough call. Um, but I think, as you guys said the other day, you know, sometimes – you know, we, we brought in competition a couple different times, and, and Rod's had some really good moments for us. Um, I, when I talked to Rod yesterday, I think Rod will, I think Rod will end up having a successful career. Um, sometimes in, in this business, you just need to make a change of what you think is best for our team, and that was just it was a tough decision, but one we thought we had to make. That's Frank Reich on the decision to change kickers after one game, and now the Colts have two kickers. On Tuesday, they signed former Colts kicker Chase McLaughlin and rookie Lucas Haversick to the practice squad. The Colts like both guys in their workouts this week, so they signed both of them on the practice squad to evaluate them further. The plan is to call one of them up on the active roster closer to game time off the practice squad. So with McLaughlin, he has kicked for eight NFL teams, including the Colts, in the final quarter of the 2019 season. He's made 75% of his field goals, 97% of his extra points. He's eight out of nine for his career over 50. 
and he was with the Browns last season but then released in the spring after they drafted a kicker in the fourth round. Meanwhile, Haversick, he joined the Colts' rookie minicamp on a tryout basis back in the spring after spending five seasons as the kickoff specialist and long-distance kicker at the University of Arizona. He's yet to make his NFL debut. He connected on 64% of his field goals in college. He was 7 for 13 beyond 50, had a career-long of 57 which is a school record. So doubling back to McLaughlin, despite our bouncing around the NFL, he actually he makes his home in central Indiana. And when he was with the Colts in 2019, he fell in love with the area. And today talked about how he's always staying sharp and staying mentally ready when his phone rings for another shot in the NFL. I mean, yeah, just taking advantage of every opportunity I get, putting my faith in God, and um, just going from there. I mean, it's, it's the same motion, same technique everywhere. It's just uh, different locations, uh, whether it's an Indy or one of the past 10 teams I've been with in the last three years. How glad are you to be, to be back here? How much are you relishing this opportunity? I'm, I'm very excited. Me and my, like I said, me and my wife made this home after we uh, played here in 2019. We've been here ever since, and we just love the area, and we're super excited to be here. What was it about here that made it home, that you wanted to make it home? It just felt like home, honestly. I'm from Texas originally, and I feel like there's a bit of a southern hospitality, if you will. Everyone waves, everyone smiles, and uh, the area was super nice, and uh, yeah, we just loved it here. That's Chase McLaughlin on the Hoosier Hospitality and making his home here again in Indiana, being added to the Colts roster for another chance in Indianapolis. You know, going into this game, the Colts are going to try to build off what they did primarily in the fourth quarter against the Texans. In that period, the Colts outscored Houston 17 to nothing. They racked up 216 yards of offense, which was the most by the Colts in the final quarter of a game since week 13, 2011 at New England. And Matt Ryan today spoke on what he saw from his skilled players in that final period to jumpstart that comeback. Throughout the game, I thought, you know, we, we – Obviously, Pitt had a big game for us in the passing game, but the ball got spread around pretty good. You know, we had guys, you know, making plays, whether it's Mo, Naheem out of the backfield. You talked about Paris. You talked about Paris had two huge third down conversions for us. Um, Ashton, you know, making plays with a great route uh, he had for a third down for a first down conversion. Um, that, that kind of stuff is, is big. And, you know, I, I really believe that. You know, if we just keep playing as a group, as a unit, and, and believing that at different times you never know when the ball is going to find you, you stay patient, but you make the plays when when they're there, uh, when, when your number's called. You know, I think if we keep that mindset, we'll do a great job, and I think you do build momentum. Uh, you know, as you're going through this year, and and as you're continuing to improve as a team, um, you, you learn from you know the the tough spots, but you also grow, you know, from the good stuff, and, and you become more and more confident, and so. Um, I think guys will, you know, take 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 the corrections, but also, you know, know there was a lot of positives in that game and a lot for us to build on. No question about that. The Colts put up 517 yards of offense, 33 first downs in week one. The Colts were the only team in the NFL to go over 500 yards in week one. They also had a 300-yard passer, a 100-yard receiver in Michael Pittman, and a 100-yard rusher in Jonathan Taylor. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the Colts and do so on defense and the job that unit did on Sunday holding down the Texans to just 20 points and none after the third quarter. We'll do that with linebacker E.J. Speed. He joins us next on the Colts Daily Update. Stay with us on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. We now return to the Colts Daily Update with Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts. Hey, welcome back on the Colts Daily Update. I'm Matt Taylor, and the Colts were back on the practice field today. Here's the injury report. 
DeForest Buckner did not practice with a hip. Kenny Moore also has a hip, but he was limited today in practice. Michael Pittman Jr., he has a quad, but he practiced in full. Shaquille Leonard also practiced in full today after missing last Sunday's game with his ongoing back injury. And Alec Pierce did not practice today. He's in the concussion protocol, as Frank Reich said earlier, that uh, Alec developed concussion-like symptoms after the game. He took a hard hit on a pass attempt in the second half down in Houston. As promised, we're going to leave room for Colts linebacker E.J. Speed, who notched his first career sack on Sunday against the Texans. It was a big one. Came in the fourth quarter. It was a strip sack on Davis Mills. The fumble was recovered by DeForest Buckner. And earlier today, I was able to chat with EJ in the Colts locker room. EJ, let's start first with game one. From a defensive perspective on your end, how did it go getting back into the flow of regular season football again? Uh, yeah, I think the preseason games in camp was real helpful of how we like uh, gelled together, OTAs. We had a lot of uh, reps and stuff in the new defense. So when I got out there in week one, I was just having fun. It was um, They gave us a lot of 12 personnel, so I got a chance to get on the field and like show my ability to make some plays, help the team win. So it was fun. From an operation standpoint, I mean, a, a new process of getting the play in and making checks, making audibles in the line of scrimmage with a new defensive coordinator in his first game. From that standpoint, how did week one go? Uh, it was good. Like I said, uh, a lot of OTA reps. By the time we got to um, by the time we got to week one, we ran so many plays. We added extra walkthroughs and stuff like that. So we was we was real comfortable in our calls, and we got to show that we was a talented defense. You know, we started off – we had a few bad drives or whatever like that, and I think towards the end we kind of, like, knuckled down and was like, look, we got to win this game. And we, um, we didn't get the job done. We didn't win the game, but it was a better outcome than losing. What are some things that, after watching the tape, you're pretty satisfied with that you can build off on defense? Uh, I think our tackling. I think our tackling was good. We um, we made a lot of tackles that forced like third downs and stuff like that. And I think uh, the defense understands no matter what situation we're in, we can fight out of it together. And I think uh, that's what we showed. That's what we showed. Nobody like wavered. Nobody like put their head down and was like it's over or anything. No matter how the game was going, I think everybody like did a great job and gelling together. That's confidence. That builds confidence in a defense that like you know you got a group of men that can come out and do that. You know what I mean? And you held the Texans to only 77 yards rushing. What was key in that part? Uh, it was just like I said, tackling, tackling and run fits. We got a chance to to prove that what we what we always preached about. Even last year with Flus and stuff here, we preached about turnovers, tackling, and like just stopping the ball where we hit it at and uh we and and we proved that we can be a force you know what i mean 17 unanswered points for the colts in the fourth quarter your play was maybe the biggest play out of them all it was a big catalyst take me through that strip sack what did you see and congratulations on your first career sack by the way yeah, appreciate it it was a, uh we had a blitz coming off the edge and um i knew with the type i knew i knew based on the formation what would most likely happen and it happened for me and um and I got home, and I knew when I got home it was time to make a play just because of how the game was going. I had recently just got the um, the ruffling the kicker penalty, so uh, I owed him one. So uh, I think when I came around the edge, I was just thinking, like, I got to make a play, I got to make a play. When I hit the guy, I went I went around and tried to chop, and the ball actually ended up spitting out, and Buck was playing hard and was right there for the recovery. So it was a big pivotal moment, but then after that, I just knew we had to go win the game and we'll be coming back out, and we had to make another play to get in, you know what I mean? So I think once that play 
once that play was over, I kind of just went back and said, okay, now we need another one. So, um, yeah, it was fun. When you think about those kinds of things throughout the course of a game, like you said, the, the roughing the kicker call on, on special teams, going through your mind right there, you're saying, I, I got to make a play. I got I to gotta pick myself up. I got to pick this team up. That's actually going through your head at that point on the field. Yeah, definitely, because uh, special team penalties, I feel like are unacceptable. I mean, uh, that was my first one, and it was in a pivotal point because they were backed up. So we get the ball in great with great with good field position, and then Matt, Matt can Matt and the offense can go down there and you know score at least put something on the board. So um, that was a that was a downing moment for me. Um, I just got to be more disciplined. I got to be more disciplined in that aspect, and um, you know, I did feel like I owed the team one. So uh, when I got my opportunity, I uh, showed up. What do you see in this Jacksonville Jaguars offense? They've got a lot of talent. You know, Travis Etienne's back, James Robinson, uh, Evan Ingram, a plethora of wide receivers. How explosive is the potential of this Jaguar offense? Uh, They're a respected opponent. opponent. Uh, I respect their gameplay. I respect the players over there, and I think they got a – they got a good mentality. They always play physical. They got a good mentality, but uh, we do too. And um, I think we both know what they expect from each other, and that's the that's the beauty of it. We both know how each other plays. We both know each other playing style. We play each other two times a year, so it's kind of like um, it, it's it's a it's, it's preparation. I think preparation to win this game, and then um, you know sometimes it's it's about preparation and turning the ball over. I think once whoever gets the most turnovers this game will win. So. Uh, we'll be looking to, to, to make that happen. You know about the, the, the seven-year losing streak to the Jaguars on the road. How sick are you of hearing that and just that, that motivation going into this game to put that to rest? Uh, I, I look at it as that was last year. You know what I mean? So the pass can hold as much weight as you let it. Good or bad pass can hold as much weight as you let it. Nobody, nobody, uh, it's different faces, different coaches, different than in, in all those seven years. So, like, to say that those seven years is, 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 a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a reflection of what's going to happen now would be redundant. You know what I mean? I think now it's just time to play. They got to play again. I'm sure Jacksonville understand that, too. And we do, too. So, we'll just all play again, and we'll see what happens. That's EJ Speed on the motivation of playing the Jaguars as the Colts go for their first win in northern Florida since 2014. That's it for the daily update tonight. Plenty more on the Colts Audio Network right now. Check it out. The Colts official podcast is up. So is Inside Football with Rick Venturi with the blueprints to be the Jaguars this Sunday and a one-on-one right now with cornerback Brandon Face. And it's all available on the Colts Audio Network anywhere you get your podcasts, Spotify, iTunes. We're also available on SiriusXM and the mobile app. Just search Colts and we'll populate for you. We'll be back tomorrow for another look at the Colts starting at 6. Until then, Instant Replay is coming up next. Thanks for listening to the Colts Daily Update on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Good night.